Hello and welcome to the Sophisticated Gamblers podcast. I am your host, Casey Phillips, alongside Ben Brinkley, Dan Lacari, and Nate Crick, bringing you the big brain bets you need for a profitable football weekend. Boys, how are we doing today? Doing great, Mr. Casey. So it was a bit of a rough weekend, but, uh, you know, minor setback for a major comeback, as PG would say. Well, let's get right into it. Uh, obviously, a interesting weekend of college football. I personally learned that if the team name is not Alabama, you don't bet against anyone in Blacksburg, Virginia. Uh, enter Sandman. Quite literally, was one of the most beautiful things I have seen in my life in quite some time. Um, boys, how was your college football weekend to start off this beautiful season? Well, I had one of the greatest unders in my entire life. I had the under 67.5, very important, and the UCF Boise, Boise State game. The under, the total points was 67, hit it by 0.5. I stayed up till like 1.30 in the morning watching that. Threw an interception in the red zone at the end of the game. We're all fine, all happy, made a little bit of money, can't complain. There we go. Hey, nothing like hitting by a half point, you know, that uh, that overwhelming sense of excitement and anxiety at the same time is all too relatable. Nate, you had an interesting college football weekend, I do believe. Yeah, you know, it was an absolute roller coaster of a weekend for me here. So, you know, seven game parlay, everything's hidden. That's not normal for me. So it was almost too easy. Clemson game comes around. That's the, the one I really needed there. Didn't get a chance to see the game, but I did get a chance to see that final score of 10 to 7 defensive touchdown being the only touchdown. That was an absolute heartbreaker. It would have been $5,000 in the bank. Unfortunately, um, that did not happen, but I hedged with Georgia, so I made a little bit of money this weekend um, after that bad beat there. But hey, you know, I got some momentum going, getting ready for some NFL. Let's get it. And to wrap it up with Dan the Man, I think from a picks perspective, if we were to rerun last week's podcast, you were by far uh, the most accurate. How did you do this weekend? Well, if I was smart and actually bet on my picks, I probably would have made a lot of money. Um, only thing that really hit for me was Ohio State, baby. You know, winning by 14, covering that 13.5-point spread. Whew, that felt good. Did it hit for any reason I bet on that? Not at all. Was I uh, okay with losing a thousand dollars at halftime? Yeah. Did I did I come to kind of kind of uh, this agreement with myself that I was an idiot and shouldn't have put that much money on it? Yeah. Did they cover in the end? Yes. So that felt pretty good. But uh, we're not going to talk about what happened after that game for the rest of the week because it was kind of a uh, it was it was not fun for me. Dan, is Oklahoma dead to you? Is the rat boy, is he dead? Um, yeah, I don't think I will ever bet against Tulane again in my life. That They might be the best team in college football, honest to God. If you can cover a 30-point spread against Oklahoma, um, give them the national championship. They right almost now. won the game. Yeah, they should have won that game, actually. I, I think the refs kind of had it in for Oklahoma there, and they kind of they spotted that ball a little short. Not, not saying anything, not saying the game's rigged, not saying the NCAA has an agenda, not saying they want Oklahoma in the college football playoff, but look like we, got we respect the zebras on this podcast, Dan. We, respect we are a big zebra show, and if I need to pull out my stripes, I will, okay? <laughs> I'm not afraid to do it. 
But, uh, you know, I, I think the only thing better than the Oklahoma game were the memes afterwards of uh, Tulane's quarterback being recruited there post-game by Oklahoma. Uh, that, was, <laughs> that was pretty tasty. So looking forward to more college football uh, this weekend, and we will be tweeting out uh, more picks in the coming days. But our big focus today is week one of the NFL, a moment we've all been waiting for, um, and a moment that will hopefully be a bit more predictable um, than a shaky college football week one. And I think it'd be good to start off uh, before we dive into some week one matchups is, you know, who do we have lifting the Lombardi trophy at the end of the year? Um, you know, this is futures bets kind of drive me nuts because I'm just not very patient. I don't like, uh, having a lot of money in the account that, uh, you know, I, I like it to hit in one or two days or it's just gone, but you know, uh, I think, I think it'd be a good way to start. So, uh, Ben, why don't we go with your Super Bowl pick first and we'll go around the board. Yeah. FanDuel, they really thought they were going to get me this year with a nice little promo betting on the futures. They get, they offered me a cool $200 bet. If you pick one team and then you get $20 for every regular season win. So I was big Moranian. I thought that I picked the team that had a pretty weak schedule. I think they were in the top percentile, top third percentile and weakest schedule. Their division's a little bit better this year, but they're, I think they're locked for at least 11 games. I guess my money back and make 20 bucks on that. Maybe they win 12 with the new 17 game season, but I'm running with the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen's coming for vengeance this year. Stefan Diggs maybe take over the best wide receiver in the league. That's what I'm riding with. I like the Bills this year. Uh, I don't even know what their odds are. I think it, I believe I got it at plus 1,200, which I believe was tied for third best. That so is correct. We're, we're part of the Bills mafia this year, baby. That is correct. Bills sitting at plus 1,200 uh, along with the Packers. Interesting stat. You mentioned Stephon Diggs. Um, if you would have bet his reception prop every week last year, it would have went 14-1. and one. A uh, pretty good way to make money. I think that's going to be a little juiced after a amazing year yep. last year, but something to definitely keep your eye on as we move forward. Nate, your pick for the Super Bowl champion. I got to. I got to do it. You know, you brought in Orlando Brown, revamped the offensive line. You know, I lost some money on them last year in the Super Bowl, but I got to go with Kansas City Chiefs. They're too good. I know the defense has some question marks, but – when healthy, they know you know nobody can outscore them. Last year, unfortunately, their offensive line was injured against the Buccaneers and um, you know senior citizen Tom Brady. But I think this year they're going to bounce it back. But as far as value, I do like the Packers. I think they're at plus thirteen hundred. Aaron Rodgers is on a mission. See how that defense holds up, but I'm not too concerned about that. They could easily beat the Buccaneers in the playoffs last year if they want to. You know, if the head coach and Aaron Rodgers want to beefed on a timeout. But then we got the Indianapolis Colts at plus 3,500. Mr. Carson Wentz may be MVP candidate, maybe second string by the end of the year. We don't know. He's a mystery man, but he's got it. He could do it. And I'm a little bit biased. So plus 3,500, I'll use my $200 promo. I'm thinking they'll win the 10 games, and I'll take my $7,000, I think. Is that what that would be? Math does that up. Yeah. I mean, I'm, we're all from Indiana State here. Math's not our strong suit, but I know a strong suit, and that's Indianapolis Colts. Let's get it. Hey, it's well established that we're not a geography show, but we are becoming a math show in front of your very own eyes. Dan the man, who do you have lifting the trophy at the end of the season? Uh, I'm going to go with the dark horse here, 
and go with the uh, now, I believe, Los Angeles Rams, if I have that correct. Uh, not correct. right of geography. Almost said St. Louis, but uh, I think the Rams are going to be a really good team this year. They're going to make a run for their money. I think the Chiefs are due to have not a down year, but to have some injuries in the AFC. Um, wouldn't be surprised if Mahomes or maybe Kelsey, maybe uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire gets hurt again. And that injury will probably come in, like, the playoffs, opening round, maybe last week of the NFL season. Um, I really like the Rams. Matthew Stafford finally on a good team. Imagine how good this man would have been his entire career if he wasn't on the freaking Detroit Lions. They absolutely kill, kill careers. Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson. I mean, two of the best talents of this generation killed. Matthew Stafford, if they had put him on, I don't know, Tom Brady tears his ACL, he goes to the Patriots. Matthew Stafford has six Super Bowls. So I'm really excited for the Rams. Yes, Cam Akers got hurt, but I don't think that'll matter that much. That Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, a killer defense. I mean, you could line Aaron Donald up at safety, and he would still probably be the best player on the field. So I really like the Rams. I think they're plus 1,600. Pretty good value for that. Pretty good value for that. Um, yeah, going with the Rams. I like that pick, Dan, plus 1,500 right now on FanDuel. Uh, in a tough division, though. That division will be absolutely loaded. Uh, Dan, I, I, I thought your injury analysis was very interesting. The odds that the Chiefs can stay healthy for another year because they haven't really had any major injuries. I wasn't sure if you got your source. I don't know how many people are on TikTok that listen to our podcast, but have you guys seen the video of that crazy looking guy that just stares at the camera and said, in week 12, Patrick Holmes will tear his ACL due to a corner blitz. And that guy acts like he's in the future has like 400,000 likes. So I don't know if Dan's getting his information from that guy. But That's where he I, got I, Bryce Young's information last week too, Alabama quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I stand by that take. I was dead wrong, but I stand by it. You're still right somehow. I don't know how you did it. <laughs> to finish out, uh, I'm going to have to take the Packers uh, to win the Super Bowl. And if you would like to have any reasoning on that, I would refer you to Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams' Instagram story, uh, the Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen uh, last dance photo after all of the uh, drama kind of went to an end, just kind of lit a fire under me. And not to mention, I think they have a very good chance to be a one or two seed in the NFC um, in what I think is going to be a very down NFC North. Um, Justin Fields might bring some life into the Bears midseason, um, but as long as the Red Rockets slinging it, uh, I don't really have a whole lot of faith there. I think the Packers can definitely make a run. Uh, definitely win the 10 games to make your money back on that FanDuel promo. And if you have not done that yet, I would recommend it. Uh, if you see a team on there that you are pretty comfortable in winning 10 games, uh, doesn't make any sense not to take a shot in the dark and, and see if you can hit on one of these Super Bowl contenders. But let's dive into week one. Thursday night, Cowboys at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Cowboys plus eight on the road. The over-under is 52. Nate, we will start with you. Where are you looking for some value here on Thursday night, the first game of the year? 
Yeah, this is definitely a lean for me. Regardless, I don't know if I'll be putting too much money on it because DraftKings, they have a boost for Tampa Bay plus 73, so that's something to look at. You throw down 50, get 45 bucks. It's not a bad way to spend your Thursday. But I'm actually going to lean toward the Cowboys here. Um, I think the line's going to keep going up. And if I if it goes up to eight and a half, I might try to buy it to 10. I think with that Cowboys offense, it's looking pretty pretty good. I know the defense is a little bit suspect, but it's opening week here. They have a really good offense. I think Dak's going to be fine. He's saying he's healthy. They have a good wide receiver corpse, good running back. 10 points is a lot. So if I can, if it goes up and I can buy it at 10 and it makes sense on the line, then I'm going to do it. So that'll be a lean though. Yeah. If you can take an alternate spread right now at plus 10 and a half, you can get it minus 140. I think that's yeah. pretty good value and, if you like the Cowboys. Right? And also, I think this presents a good teaser play. So um, not that this wouldn't be a, my number one teaser of the week, but if I had a few teasers going out there, I would take Cowboys even plus 15, um, something along those lines or an over. Because this is, I believe this is the second highest opening line we've seen um, for the first week in you know years, if ever. I can't, I don't remember the exact stat on that, but it's pretty high. Ben, I know you share my concerns. Uh, Zach Martin being out for COVID in this game um, could be a detriment to the Cowboys' offense. How do you see that whole situation shaking out against a dangerous Tampa Bay front seven? Yeah, your offensive line, your workhorse Martin, he's out for COVID. I think that's gonna. I, I think that's the reason why the line changed from seven to seven and a half, and now I've seen some books even eight and a half. I think your offense line is the most important part of your team, and without your workhorse, I think they're really gonna struggle. So I'm all in favor of buying points, but not for the Cowboys or on the Bucks. I, I'm a big fan of buying to about seven or minus six and a half. The Bucks are returning all 22 starters from a Super Bowl winning team. This is the first time this has happened since the salary cap, I believe, since 1977. First team to do that. So I don't understand why everyone's all over the Cowboys. Cowboys offense is really good. Defense has been bad for several years. I don't think Dak can keep up with this Bucks offense. I think the over is a good play. I think that the Cowboys score 24, 28 points, but I think the Bucks are going to score 35. It's, I think it's going to be a beatdown, and I think the Bucs are going to make a statement on week one. It will be interesting to see how it plays out. Obviously, the Cowboys investing a lot of draft capital into the defense this offseason. Dan, do you see it paying out, and how do you see this one shaking up? Uh, it's a tough game. Um, the line – We have Especially if you got Tampa Bay there. there. Yeah, if you got Tampa Bay at six and a half, that would have been money. But – Plus eight for the Cowboys, minus eight for Tampa Bay. That's tough both ways. Tampa Bay is definitely the better team here, but an eight-point spread is weird. That is just a bad beat waiting to happen. Um, scrolling through FanDuel quick, I will say I'm really liking Ezekiel Elliott over 54-and-a-half rushing yards. He had a down year last year, but Dak Prescott coming back from injury against one of the best defenses in the league, that, as Ben said, is returning all of their starters. You're probably not going to want to go to Dak that much to start the game. You're going to want to get him into the field of things, probably run the ball a lot, establish the run, and then get some play action, really suck the defense in, get Dak some easy open throws, you know, 10, 15 yards down the field to get him in the rhythm. So I would expect the Cowboys to run the ball early. 
um, and often, especially with Zach Martin out. Um, I think it's a little easier to run the ball missing a key offensive lineman than it is to pass the ball just because you can bust open a run whenever you want. But if you can't protect your quarterback, um, a prime example is the freaking Clemson-Georgia game. Georgia had like eight sacks. That offensive line just couldn't protect their quarterback. And I feel like it's going to be the same in this game. The Cowboys are just going to go to the run a lot. Ezekiel Elliott will probably bust one or two runs open. All that is is a 20-yard run, a 20-yard run, and like a couple just kind of change runs, like five, six-yard runs throughout the game. If he gets 10 touches, he should easily get 54 yards, 55 yards. I don't hate that play at all. The The rushing yards is pr- a lot lower than you would have anticipated for Zeke. Uh, I saw somewhere that someone had betted at 70. So I don't know where they were betting Ezekiel Elliott over 70 rushing yards, but on FanDuel right now, it's 54 and a half. Yeah, it must have been the Zach Martin news, but 16 yards is wild. I'm definitely taking that even with that defensive line. I mean, 54, he, he could definitely bust, you know, two or three runs up and sit seven yards right there. You got, you know, 20 plus or around that. So, boys, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I think I'm going to hammer the under. Maybe not hammer is the right word, but I think I'm going to be betting the under for Zeke. Uh, the Bucks rushing yards per game last year. Anyone want to guess what they ranked in the NFL? Fifth. Number one, they averaged 82.7 rushing yards per game. So I don't think Zeke is – I don't think Zeke's going to get above 60. Yeah, I yeah, think but the you, Bucks have – Bucks are returning everyone from defense. They're going to put up the exact same numbers. I think that Zeke's going to get shut down early, and they're going to get down early, and Zeke's, or and Dak's just going to be passing. So I'm not a big fan of Zeke's running. I mean, it's not like you need Zeke to get 80 yards. You need him to get 50. So you got to think the Cowboys don't have – a, like a third down back they don't have that kind of weird alternate back system like you see in some other offenses like it's just Zeke they're gonna throw Zeke out there for everything but you're not running the ball when you're down 14 and we're really sleeping on Tony Pollard here geez that waiver wire <laughs> pickup in fantasy when Zeke is hurt is one of the best but, you know we've talked a lot about the defense um, for, for the Buccaneers and that's ultimately why I think I'm gonna take the under in this game at eight I don't really like it Love it either way. Um, yes, I know the Cowboys' defense last year was literally awful, um, but I'm willing to take a stab at it given how great the Buccaneers' defense is going to be this year. Um, and I think they did um, take a good enough look at it in the draft um, that it's got to make some improvements. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that the Cowboys are going to have a stellar defense, but I do think there's a lot of room to improve there. Um, and some Thursday night first-game jitters, I, I like the under in those big games. But – uh Moving on, uh, another exciting game uh, coming 1 o'clock on Sunday. We've got Pittsburgh visiting uh, the Buffalo Bills. Me personally, I love Pittsburgh getting points here, but I'm going to let Ben kick us off his Super Bowl favorite Buffalo Bills to see uh, what he thinks of this game. I think seven is a tough number. Uh, I'll be buying half a point to get the Bills minus six and a half. I think Big Ben has a lot of question marks. He is on a diet, so – I mean, that's worth a couple points for sure. But I think the Bills' offense and defense is just miles ahead uh, from the Steelers. Uh, Steelers have a lot of question marks on offense. Najee Harris, whatever his first name is, that guy I think is going to be a stud. But I think Josh Allen is an MVP caliber candidate this year. So I think that the Bills open the weekend. I think they're going to win by seven to nine points. 
lot of question marks for this one too going in uh, the whole TJ Watt contract situation. Um, his status for week one kind of up in the air. And obviously if uh, he sits out, that would be a huge loss. Uh, Nate, what are your thoughts going into this game? Yeah, six and a half is a lot there. I mean, what you could do is you could buy a half a point for the Steelers. I would lean toward that. But even more than that, I like Steelers over 20 and a half. Um, I would actually buy a full point, go 19 and a half with 20 being a key number. Steelers over 19 and a half. Last year, toward the end of the year, they got a bunch of injuries. Big Ben um, kind of hit his slump. And and I think, you know, since he got on that new diet and he's, he's looking to come back firing. They got a healthy offensive line. Um, they're not the best, but they got a new running back in Najee, who's a powerhouse and a stud of a rookie, 20 points for the Steelers. You got to think, even if they get down by a lot, they're going to start passing a lot. And I think that, you know, that's too easy for me. Big Ben's still not, not too shabby. They got Chase Claypool, Deontay, Deontay out there and a few other weapons. So 20 points isn't too difficult there. Some good insight there from Nate. Uh, Dan, what are you thinking about this game? Uh, six and a half, favorite for the Bills. Uh, I I like the Bills minus six and a half, but personally I'm probably going to be putting them in a six and a half, seven-point teaser, get them down to probably even money or money line, probably throw them in with the Bucks and maybe the 49ers too. think a six and a half-point teaser of all three of those is about plus 120, plus one of five, depending on how far you bring that down. But it's just – it's an interesting game. The Steelers' defense is so good, and they have the offensive weapons to put up a lot of points to cover that six-and-a-half, seven-point spread. Um, but personally, I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to either get hurt or absolutely suck this year. I have him under 4,000-and-a-half passing yards. And then I also think the Bills are going to completely roll their division and also just roll this year – I have them over, I believe, 11 wins, and I have them to win their division. I think I have about 500 total on that, like between those two and the 50 on Roethlisberger, under 4,000 yards. So I have a lot of bias in this game, but I'll be throwing the Bills at probably minus one, minus 0.5 in a bunch of teasers because I have a lot of faith that they'll win this game, especially at home. You know, you got a bunch of people smashing through uh, – plastic tables you you Bill's can't mafia you, baby you can't bet against bills mafia like they have the craziest fan base in the nfl week one i, I just don't want to root against that like i want to sit down in front of my tv for six hours and just watch a bunch of overweight 50 year olds jump through tables off the top of their yukon so having been at a bills mafia tailgate as a visiting colts fan i will have to admit it's an electric environment a bit intimidating but I think the Steelers are getting so slept on here at six and a half. I mean, if we rewind to last year, this was a team that now, granted, it wasn't pretty, but they were winning a lot of football games. Didn't and they start 11 and 0? 11 and 0. Seven what happened after that 11 and 0 start? What happened injuries. after I, that? I understand. Injuries. injuries happened. It was That's ugly. Excuses. If you can't win with your whole team injured after go, starting the season at 11 and 0, you don't deserve to be where you are. Hey, they might be giving you a call to plug in at right guard. So, <laughs> so get your cleats on. You know that. Hey, I, I I played some I played some center back when I was uh, the same weight I am now and like five five in seventh grade. There we go. They might need you. But either way, uh, I think it's going to be an electric game. Definitely one of the games I'm most looking forward to 
this weekend, along with the Arizona Cardinals visiting the Tennessee Titans. Right now, Mm. Tennessee favored by three points. And I've seen a lot of strong opinions uh, both ways on this game. Dan, why don't you start us off? So, uh, based on my Twitter research of following a bunch of handicappers that think they know what they're doing and often lose a lot of money, I believe the over in week one Tennessee Titans games at home has hit the past six years, I want to say. Some crazy stat like that. You put Arizona in Tennessee – Arizona, high-powered offense, Cliff Kingsbury or whatever the heck his name is, I don't know, former Texas A&M coach, they just air the ball. They have the air raid offense. All they're going to do is throw the ball deep. Kyler Murray's electric. You throw them in there against Tennessee, who can just run the ball down your throat. Like Derrick Henry will just bust out an 80-yard run that looks like a Coleman refrigerator moving down the field. Um, I would really, 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 really heavily back the over 52 in this game just based on um, what people on Twitter are saying and the fact that Arizona doesn't have a great defense. They win games by putting up a million points, and Tennessee can just run all over Arizona. Ryan Tannehill can throw the ball five times, and they'll still win by 15. So I would definitely back the over 52 in this matchup. Ben, I believe you are on the Titans and the Coleman refrigerator, Derrick Henry, as well. What are your thoughts going into this highly coveted matchup? Yeah, I think the Titans got a lot, lot, lot better as a Colts fan. I'm a little worried for this AFC South. I think Julio was a great sign uh, for the Titans. Derrick Henry is, I mean, him and Adrian Peterson, two best running backs I've ever seen in my lifetime. I think the Cardinals, a little overhyped, Kyler. Murray hasn't really proven himself to be this top five quarterback. I think A.J. Green's washed. Uh, J.J. Watt, this was five years ago. I think that really, really improves their defense. I think he's just a, a slightly above average uh, lineman or defensive end right now. That's but, where you uh, lose me. I, I just don't – I mean, J.J. Watt's good. But, like, I, this isn't 2011 J.J. Watt. I mean, it was, it was 10 years ago when he was just incredible. But uh, I have a stat that also back us, backs up the over. Titans regular season games with Ryan Tannehill as quarterback. The overs are 21-4-1. So I don't, I don't know how we don't hammer over 52. I guess it comes down to a question of do you believe in the Titans defense at all? Uh, last year, obviously, one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Um, but – and will they make some strides? We will see. Nate, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I'm really looking at this from a teaser point, teaser uh, point because three is a key number. You take a seven-point teaser, give it a 10, and I think this is a lean, if anything, if you're picking one side or the other. I got to roll with the Cardinals here. Put a little bit of trust in them because they're a little bit unproven. But Titans defense, to me, didn't get any better. Cardinals added J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt is not as good as he used to be, so I will give you that. But against the run, he's still pretty solid. And you got Chandler Jones in the outside, outside as well, on the edge as well. So I'm leaning Cardinals here. Um, I don't think there's going to be an answer for D-Hop. And, you know, it could be an offensive game. And I just think I just think the Cardinals have a better defense. So I think that's what it's going to come down to. And they're going to they're going to squeak out of there with a win. But if anything, I'm adding this to a teaser. And I'm kind of – I don't really love it either way, I'll be honest. Uh, I think, you know, Titans coming off a really good year last year and at home, 
uh, being only three points. That's really tempting. But on the other side, Nate is right. The Cardinals are loaded with talent, and I would kind of like to see how that plays out the first couple of weeks uh, before I go either way. I, I'm staying away. I'm not, I'm not making a pick on this one. And, you know, uh, that's, that's just how it's going to have to be. Till it's on. Because then we got to make a pick. That's just uh, – that's a gimme. So, if, if I had to make a pick, it would be DeAndre Hopkins, anytime touchdown. I believe that was like plus 130. Um, Titans defense is terrible. So, I will make that my pick in the spirit of making picks. <laughs> and, boys, I'll be honest with you, this is the moment I was dreading. Uh, Colts versus Seahawks. Oh, gosh. Uh, skip, 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 skip. We, we can't skip it. I am so excited for this game to be back to have Indianapolis Colts football. I'm really excited. However, I am also very terrified. Um, the Seahawks team right now favored minus two and a half. I do see a pathway of the Colts winning this game, but I think given all the question marks um, around, around COVID and just kind of, practice reps right now it's it's gonna be interesting go either way Nate what are your thoughts going into this one I don't want to touch it even though I'm going to the game but uh Carson Wentz just too big mark to me I I don't even want to touch it I mean he, he could end up being great and he could look great in this first game or he could play completely terrible so it's if anything I would lean um if I had to pick a side I would lean the Seahawks just because there's too many question marks with Carson Wentz I believe the Colts haven't won an opening game since like 2013. That is correct. Unfortunately. Um, so that is very heartbreaking. I will not be taking the Seahawks anyway. That's a good move. But I'm also looking at Micah Pittman plus 175 to score a touchdown anytime. No TY. Pittman's going to step up this year, I believe. And then also, I haven't seen the Paris Campbell yards yet, but I think Paris Campbell's got a really big year. So I'm thinking I'm, if that's 40 or 50, I'm, I'm riding with Paris Campbell over receiving yards. Dan, you know, Seattle is a team that is very good, but we haven't heard a lot about this offseason. Uh, there's one of those teams that definitely has the talent to make a big noise in the, in the NFC. Uh, but, you know, it's just not getting the hype that the Rams are and the Packers are. Uh, what do you think about them visiting Indy this weekend? Yeah, Casey, you're right. They really haven't been talked about. And I feel like that's how it is kind of every year. You know, Russell Wilson gets a lot of hype. They often have some kind of drama with their secondary, Jamal Adams and uh, Richard Sherman. And yeah, I don't know. They're, it's a weird team. Honest to God, if I could bet on Seattle being down in the fourth quarter and then somehow winning the game with a minute and a half left, um, I would yeah, absolutely break my, don't heart. break my heart like that, Dan. If, Come on. If you ever just want to feel stressed in life, try to root or bet on Seattle football because they're a great team that somehow is always losing and somehow always wins with like a last minute drive or a last minute field goal, or they get some crazy turnover to like steal the win. So if anything, I would probably live bet Seattle in the fourth quarter when they're losing by like 13 points. Um, I, it, it really pains me to say this, but they should win this game, especially with, if Carson Wentz doesn't play. If he does play, it's kind of toxic. But if he doesn't play, they should win this game. But they will probably be losing either at halftime or at the end of the third quarter. Maybe take Indianapolis Colts third quarter money line to win the third quarter. That might be a good bet. Maybe, you know, 
Jacob Eason has a crazy quarter and throws three touchdown passes, and they take. Wow, are we predicting a Jacob Eason sighting in this game? Is that? Oh, is he going? Is that your bet in the first half? I haven't heard. I haven't heard anything about Carson Wentz playing or not playing or not. I don't even he know. Is, Maybe they, he is good to go for week oh, one. Oh, he's good to go. Okay. And and um, I think that's some of the silver lining here. For the, I mean, we've talked a lot about the Seahawks, but for the Colts, it could be a heck of a lot worse. I mean, right now, uh, Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson both on track to play. Eric Fisher, um, big signing at tackle, is a lot farther along than many anticipated here. Um, losing Ty hurts, but we've got a young core of receivers. Uh, ben, do you think uh, Colts can cover this two and a half and maybe even potentially win the game? Or are you with the rest of us um, and leaning Seahawks here? And by the way, huge disclaimer, we hope we are wrong and we will be <laughs> rooting for us to be very, very wrong. Man, I don't think the Colts have it this week. I don't think the Seahawks are going to be that crazy good this year. But I, I mean, even if Wentz does play, he doesn't have a lot of the reps underneath his belt. Yeah, he has the experience playing with Frank Wright. But I'm going to stay away from picking a winner because I think the only way the Colts win this game, if it's under 49 and a half points, I think that if the Colts win, it's going to be they have eight, nine-minute drives, a couple of those in a game, just long, just just grit, grit-filled grit football. So I'm going to say under grit. 49 and a half points. Uh, guys, I will say – on FanDuel, the double result, Indianapolis Colts and then Seattle Seahawks, plus 700. And then Indianapolis Colts draw, plus 2,700. If we're really feeling that the Colts start out hot and then the Seattle comes back and somehow wins it or ties it, that is amazing money. Those are the two highest odds for the double result. I think you're the only one here feeling that. <laughs> that just sounds absolutely miserable to me, but. Uh, I mean, I think it's worth like throwing $10, $20, $500 on. Um, $500 at plus $2,700 would win you a quick calculator math. $500 times yada, yada, yada. That would win me uh, a lot of money. So, Dan, Dan, I know we're a big ride with the boys show, but you're going to be riding alone (laughs) on that one. (laughs) Hey, I'll be a millionaire alone. That's fine with me. All right. Well, let's move to my personal uh, game of the weekend that I'm probably most excited about uh, aside from the Colts games. And that is Cleveland visiting Kansas city, Uh, Cleveland, six and a half point dogs here, Uh, Kansas city, notorious for not covering the spread last year. Uh, Now some of those lines were ridiculous last year. I will admit Uh, this one a little more reasonable, but also we can't overlook how stacked Cleveland's roster is. Uh, Nate, how do you see this one shaking up? Yeah, I'm going a little bit uh, interesting on my take here, a little off topic, but um, six and a half is a lot, even for the Chiefs. The Browns are a pretty solid team. I know it's at Kansas City. So to me, it's a little bit of a stay away and as far as um, spread-wise or money line over under. But I am going over on Baker Mayfield, 22 and a half completions. I know that's a little bit of an odd Odd pick there, but I'm feeling really good about it. And then also sprinkle a little bit on Baker, no interceptions, plus 140, plus money. I'm not against that. 22 and a half completions. The Browns could easily be down in this game, and they're they're um, needing to throw the ball quite a bit. 22 and a half seems like a pretty low number to me if they're coming from behind. So 
I think that was at like minus 120 and then also the plus 140. I, I mean, that's pretty good value to me. So I'm going to put a little bit on that, but I'm feeling really good about this 22 and a half completion. So I will put a pretty good amount of money on that. I do like that value, Nate. You know, you're looking at one of the biggest overs of the weekends, or it is the biggest over of the weekend at 54 and a half and 23 completions. That is not unreasonable at all. Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts? Points, 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 more points, probably a lot of points, and even more points on top of those, a lot of points. In this game, I will hammer the over. First week, we know the Chiefs love to score. You saw it in the preseason. Preseason unders were just on the range, except for the Chiefs. They were putting up like 30 points in the first half every single preseason game. They were leaving Mahomes in there to get him ready. I will not be surprised if this game goes over by like 21 points, three touchdowns. I will be hammering this over. I absolutely love it, especially in Kansas City. I don't really want to touch the spread on this. Um, Super Bowl losers in the past couple of years have often started out the year not covering. Doesn't mean they don't win. They just don't cover. And if that means they're not going to cover, I would assume that the Browns are just going to score a lot of points. You know, probably we'll get a 35, 40, probably maybe a score got me. 35, 43, 38, 41, some weird score like that. Um, I, I think it's going to be random points again to see this week, boys. I would love a good scoragami. Ben, I know you're loving this over too. Uh, not a big fan of betting the under. I will say to our listeners out there, the last time Dan uh, made a bet like that on this show, it was Alabama covering against Miami, and we saw how that went. So maybe this over is going to hit. Ben, what are your thoughts? I love the over. 54 doesn't even seem like that much. I, I, that is, it eight is a lot of points. <laughs> it is, is a lot, but it doesn't seem point. like a lot. Wait, it's but, 54? Uh, yeah, that's not important. That's not. You like that big completions, though, if you love this over? Oh, yeah. That's just like, what, 54 is – that's just 17 Harrison Bucker field goal. That's fine. That can easily happen. 17 times three is uh, 51, Dan. I am <laughs> Close enough. I think yeah, we I should start making this a tradition, though. You know, we go not, some basic math or some basic geography and butcher it to ma- just make sure everybody's paying attention. Yeah, yeah. Uh, three times, yeah, three times seventeen is definitely more than fifty-four. I I majored in math in in uh, like second grade, so I know what I'm talking about. Nate, I like this interception prop. I thought it was kind of dumb at first. I was gonna fade it. I did some research. Baker only threw eight interceptions last year. That's kind of insane. I thought he was – I for sure thought he threw like 18. Ben, you came on a little strong there. You were ready to fade Nate right away. Is this, is this something we could expect all season? I mean, I I'm a, I talk a big game. I don't think I've ever actually faded Nate on anything. That's our I problem. Usually just, yeah, that's, yeah, that, that, that is, that is problem. our problem. <laughs> but his rookie year, he threw 14 interceptions, 2019 through 21. Last year, only eight. That's kind of wild. What did you say the odds were on no inter- It was inter- uh, it was it's plus one forty on DraftKings. So I'm thinking parlay, Dude, parlay that's, there. That's a good bet. That might be the bet of the day. But if you guys love the over, you guys gotta love these twenty two and a half completions in my mind. So no, that's an awful bet. <laughs> I'm just joking. Sure. I'm just joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. I I do like that one a lot. But though that's a weird one to keep track of. Just. I like the no interception over points, 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 points. Hammer it. 
we are hammering the points. I'm going to buy a half point and take the Browns plus seven. Um, and I know that sounds crazy. I, I Trust me, I'm well aware. Uh, but I think the Browns can definitely hang in this game. And I can see it being one of those backdoor situations where, you know, maybe the Chiefs are up two touchdowns and a touchdown late kind of makes it look a little closer than it actually was. Uh, there's no question the Browns have the weapons uh, to hang and a pretty solid defense as well. So I'm excited to see how it all shakes out. Absolutely. Um, this next game is going to be very interesting because um, obviously this game was going to going to be played in New Orleans, um, but uh, due to the hurricane and we hope everything, everybody in New Orleans is staying safe down there. Uh, this game has moved to Jacksonville. Uh, Saints still technically the home team um, and are giving up four points here to the Packers. Um, guys, what are we thinking on this one? And we'll uh, start with Dan uh, Rogers revenge tour coming soon. Uh, what do we think? So as a Viking fan, this just tears me up inside to say, but the Packers are a very good team and they should win this game pretty handily, even though it's, it's in New Orleans, correct? Even with all this hurricane, natural disaster stuff. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. It's in Jacksonville. Even better. Um, I would take Packers in Jacksonville against the Jaguars, against the Saints, against the 1986 Bears. Um, I would take them at Jacksonville any day. You know, nice warm weather. Ball's kind of little bit inflated. You know, we Aaron Rodgers has those big hands. Um, the Packers should easily cover the spread. Wouldn't be surprised if it's over it too, because we know Jameis Winston loves throwing touchdowns, also loves throwing interceptions. Yeah, you also, knock that off. Knock that off. There's no hey. Jameis slander on this podcast. I will leave right now. Wow. This is my boy. Wow. Jameis is going to lead the league in passing yards. I've and Plus 8,000. Plus 8,000. Jameis, we will not tolerate the slander. Continue, Daniel. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Just, just a little biased because I have both Aaron Rodgers and Devonta Adams on my fantasy team, and I think Randall Cobb somewhere down there on my bench. So, got a little bias in there because I want to see them win. I want to win our fantasy league. Uh, cough, cough. Casey and Crick's teams absolutely suck. Um, but the Packers, in my opinion, should roll. They're not better than the Vikings, but they will be better than the Saints in this game. Well, I'm going to let my teams play do the talking, but don't come crying to me come week 17. All right, Daniel? We'll see about that, Casey. Nate. You have to remember, I am the commissioner. I can just kick you out of the league. Nate, since our fantasy teams suck, I would be interested to hear your opinion on this Packers-Saints matchup. Well, bringing up the fantasy team, I have J.K. Dobbins and on both of my fantasy rosters. <laughs> um, so, if that lets you know, he didn't. Even, he won't get the chance to play for me, so – <laughs> My team is not as good as what it once was. But hey, at least the Ravens has won twenty preseason games in a row. That's exactly. gonna make you feel. Yeah, better. at least yeah, he was he was trying his best out there in preseason. But yeah, I uh, the over is not looking too bad to me. This will probably be a player prop situation, so stay tuned to our um, Instagram for that because that's probably what route will end up going. But um, right now, I'm looking at buying a point actually if I can get it even at minus one forty and going Packers minus three. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to come out firing Aaron Jones, Devontae, Adams. I know Jameis, he'll probably do his 30 for 30 thing again where he throws 30 interceptions, 30 tutties. Uh, you know, him and his crab leg obsession as well. I'm not too sold on him at the all moment. All right, all right, all right. That is enough of that. 
Well, Ben, it's time to put your money where your mouth is. Are you taking the Saints plus four against a loaded Packers team? The spread four? Huh? The spread four? Plus four, yeah. I thought this was like a seven and a half point spread. The the Saints are plus four. Oh, baby, that's a hammer. That's a hammer right there. I think we're forgetting, though. That Saints defense is pretty legit. Yeah. Yeah. I just went on five different sports books trying to find Jameis Winston's over yards. Could not find it anywhere. I don't know if Vegas just doesn't know what to do. Jameis coming back is going to have a lot of offensive weapons with the Saints team. But realistically, though, I don't think Jameis is going to be a big gunslinger this year. I think he learned his lesson. He uh, tried doing that style on his last year of his rookie contract and if he wouldn't have thrown 30 interceptions, if he would have thrown 15 interceptions or 20, he would have gotten a max deal from someone. Uh, I think that he's going to show everyone he is a very sound decision maker with Sean Payton, the quarterback guru. So uh, I like I like the Saints. I like Jameis Winston, but I think the Packers do cover four. But t- to be announced on Jameis's yards, because uh, Vegas hasn't figured that one out yet. Well, you know they haven't put it up because they just know whatever it is, the over is going to smack, and you know Vegas will probably be bankrupt by Monday. They can't put 500 yards out there. <laughs> and I will uh, going to have to follow the boys here. Uh, Packers are my Super Bowl pick. I think they cover four with ease on Sunday um, and cruise to a one and zero start. Boys, I know we didn't get through all the games, but there are there any other games or picks that you're just loving uh, going into week one? Dolphins plus three against New England and money line. Give it to me. Wow. In the public there. Yeah. A lot of people are on New England, Nate. Nah, nah, no, I'm not getting this. I'm not buying this Mac Jones hype at the moment. I think he's going to be a stud, but nah, I'm not. I'm not riding with the Patriots. Do you believe in Tua? I believe it's a real strong <laughs> word there. I mean, I, I think the Dolphins overall are pretty solid. I really like the running game. There was uh, some hesitation there. There was a little yeah, okay. I'm not in love with Tua. This man just has to do a little bit of – a little something-something out there. So, he didn't, didn't have to be too good. He didn't have to be Michael Vick. Tua's going to have a very okay year this year. Let's so not, not forget, we've got the homeboy Jacoby Brissett to back him up. Yeah. If, if something Let's goes not wrong. forget, we still have a rookie quarterback. I get preseason, all that. You look good, all that, pra- you know, you know, practice, all that. But it's still first official game. I'm not buying the rookie just yet. Ben, Dan, yeah. any, any other picks that we haven't got a chance to talk about? Week one. Uh, give, me, give me the over of 48 in this Eagles-Falcons game. Um, going to be kind of unseen of where these offenses will be you've got Jalen Hurts playing you've got an old Matt Ryan shout out to Casey for for whatever reason drafting Matt Ryan in our fantasy league as the starting quarterback have fun with that one Calvin but Ridley Kyle Pitts I, I will say he has people to throw to so that's exciting he kind of wasted away Julio Jones and uh, Roddy White I mean that man retired like five years ago but We've seen Matt Ryan put up a ton of yards and a ton of touchdowns, and I don't think either of these teams have an elite defense or even, like, an average defense. I think both of them are known for falling apart in the fourth quarter over the past couple of years. So even if this game is 14-10 at halftime, that over a 48 will still be in play. Honestly, that would be a great live bet opportunity if the total is pretty low. And, uh, and also Jalen Hurts is going to be a stud fantasy quarterback, just so you know. Oh yeah, no, he's got weapons. He's got weapons to throw to. Yeah, Crick, Crick drafted Jalen Hurts first. 
uh, with his quarterback picks. That was interesting. But I think we're forgetting that Matt Ryan definitely led the Falcons to a Super Bowl. Uh, you're also and what are you talking about? You're, forget, you're forgetting that Matt Ryan one year in fantasy football had more rushing touchdowns than passing touchdowns until like the sixth week of the season. He won three straight games without a passing touchdown and like two interceptions in each game. Damn. Matt Ryan has thrown for over 4,000 yards every season since 2011. He's thrown for 25-plus touchdowns in like eight of the last ten years. That doesn't mean he's a good fantasy quarterback. He's that a very, like very good quarterback. To me. And if you're picking a late-round quarterback, I like that a lot. We're, do, we're doing some quick fantasy research right now. <laughs> ben, right, while you're that, Dan, I'm going to enlighten the world on – I think this is going to be my lock of the week. Washington football team, formerly uh, Washington R-words. Nate Crick hates the pick, which is why I love it, baby. <laughs> Washington football team, they have a great running back. Fitz Magic. Great. Fitz Magic. What else do you need? Fitz Magic. They have Scary Terry. Their defense is a top five defense in the league. They got better this year, and they they had a pretty good showing in the playoffs last year. They uh, were competitive against the Bucs. I mean, the Chiefs weren't very competitive. So maybe by transit of property, Washington R-Words, maybe. Maybe better than the Bucs or the Chiefs this year. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't know. That, and I do like them. Plus one. Uh, always take plus one, never money line. Uh, take that over the Chargers. I think the Chargers, I think they will have a very above average year, but it's the Chargers. If anything, that's late. a stay away game. I no, love no, no, no. Washington football team. Did I you, love the pick. Justin Herbert, healthy Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, just as good as your great running back over there. <laughs> what about the defense? What about the defense? Defense is good, but the Chargers have a top five defense. Gabby itself, and I'm taking Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen over Scary Terry and Fitz Magic. That's just that's just what I'm rolling with. So if anything, that's a lean Chargers, or it's a no. We'll, we'll see them blow another 21 point lead. Regardless of who you're taking in this game, I think saying Antonio Gibson's a great running back in year two is almost as bad of a take as Matt Ryan being bad. But Dude, he's going to put top five numbers this year. Sound like Stephen A. Smith. Mark my word. I skip Bayless over here, there, big dog. Dude. All right, Nate, you put your money where your mouth is. Are you taking Chargers <laughs> minus one? What kind of bet are we gonna we, have? We, here? Yeah, let's let's uh, bankrupt DraftKings, not each other. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Unfortunately, uh, uh, that's all the time we're gonna have today. Please stay tuned to our social media. Um, we're gonna have picks all week and weekend, and I don't know, maybe look out. We might have some sort of a giveaway if ooh. you're watching closely. Stay tuned. Also, look for a GoFundMe link for Ben Brinkley. His gambling has not been too great so far. Yeah, 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 yeah. Boys, I think I think we need to throw up a poll if Matt Ryan's a good fantasy quarterback or not. See what see what the fans say. We can we can make that happen. Stay tuned for that poll and much more content uh, for Week One NFL. God bless you all, and thank you for listening to the Sophisticated Gamblers podcast. Go.